When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my newest podcast episode, I'll give you an official update from Monster Beverage Leadership on what's next after the Bang Energy acquisition. But before we get started, I would love if you took 50 seconds out of your day to leave a rating review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. It's only been a week since Monster Beverage officially completed the acquisition, but leadership is finally unmuting itself about what's next for Bang Energy. So the bulk of this content is going to be focused on reconciling what I previously predicted Monster Beverage would do with the Bang Energy asset to the strategic game plan that leadership at Monster Beverage started to disclose during the 2023 quarter two earnings conference call that happened on August 3rd of 2023. And since Monster did just release their quarterly earnings, I think it would be prudent of me to start this content off by running through some high-level financial data. This will obviously update you on how the existing brands within the Monster Beverage portfolio have been performing recently, but more importantly, give context for my expanded strategic commentary on energy drink market dynamics and trends, plus it will make the bank energy information more relevant and impactful. So starting off with top-line revenue for the entire Monster Beverage Corporation, that reported number was $1.85 billion, which was up 14.4% year-over-year on a constant currency basis. The revenue was also up just shy of 9% on a quarter-over-quarter sequential basis. In terms of geographic performance, United States makes up 61% of the total sales, yet growth internationally is slightly outperforming at plus 16.1% year-over-year on a constant currency basis. As for segment performance, Monster Beverage Corporation is made up of four total segments. The largest is what they call Monster Energy Drinks, Even though it also includes the Rain brand, this segment makes up 86.5% of the total sales and grew 12.1% year-over-year on a constant currency basis. Obviously, the other three segments are much smaller, but the next largest is known as Strategic Brands, which is a collection of conventional global energy drinks that Monster picked up in a kind of sort of trade with the Coca-Cola company in June of 2015. These brands include NOS and Full Throttle in the American market and names like Burn and Relentless that are used globally. These brands collectively grew 28.7% year-over-year on a constant currency basis this quarter. Now, the other two segments I'll mention by name, though I'm going to skip providing deeper information on them because this content is focused on the energy drinks market. These segments are alcohol brands that resulted from the Canarchy Craft Brewery Collective um, acquisition 
And then Monster also owns a flavor company called American Fruits and Flavors. But as you can see from the top line sales growth numbers for the total energy drinks portfolio at Monster Beverage Corporation, things are looking good, especially as the overall energy drinks category continues to perform exceptionally strong across all track channels. According to Nielsen scan data, the last four weeks for the period ending July 22nd of 2023 showed 13.6% year-over-year retail takeaway growth for the energy drink set. And before I turn my attention fully to what I was mentioning in that introductory statement, I did want to bring forward one last Nielsen data point that will be helpful in understanding why the bank energy acquisition is maybe more important than you think to Monster. For those unaware, about two-thirds of the sales activity within the energy drinks market happens in convenience stores. Monster Beverage collectively owns 36.1% of that channel share, which is more than Red Bull at 34.7%. That would make you think all is good, but look one layer deeper into the Energy Plus category that has recently been fragmenting into performance energy and wellness energy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In this energy drink subcategory, Monster Beverage is not the leader, as Rain's channel share is half of Celsius and on par with C4 Energy and Ghost Energy. But if you throw in Bang Energy's pre-bankruptcy but still struggling post-PepsiCo distribution disaster channel share from July of 2022, Monster Beverage would then be within striking distance of Celsius. That's why getting Bang Energy back to even its mid-2022 level is important for Monster. So what do we know now after this earnings call? And how far does it differ from what I predicted previously? Let's start at maybe the most important commercially, which is the distribution strategy. As you might remember, I stated, there's also a question of distribution. Does Bang Energy move into the Coca-Cola DSD trucks, or does Monster separate it out and utilize independent DSD networks like it does with its Canarchy Craft Brewery division and then its new brand incubator, Monarchy? While Monster stabilizing total distribution points paired with the Coca-Cola DSD play would materially boost Bang Energy's sales instantly, I think utilizing independent DSD networks is a better long-term risk hedge. Yes, Monster and Coke are making magic together, but I've stated for years that I don't think the Coca-Cola company is content with only having a minority interest in Monster Beverage Corporation. So remember, Coca-Cola can't acquire or develop any energy drink brands with its perpetual exclusivity clause in the Monster Beverage ownership. So until they can either renegotiate that contract or kind of wholly own Monster, which would be highly unlikely now in the result of the largest, I think, food or beverage CPG industry acquisition in history, Coke is kind of shit out of luck on participating more broadly in the massively growing energy drinks market. So as expected, Monster decided to go the safer route of distributing Bang Energy through the Coca-Cola system that started in this current quarter three. 
while retailers will see temporary disruption of the Bang Energy product supply, this decision will undoubtedly yield great results and Monster will deal with kind of potential long-term risk from Coca-Cola's relationship if or when that happens. With the power of Monster and Coke, we should see a relatively quick rebound in total distribution points for Bang Energy, but it's also important to note that TDPs or even SKUs per store will be nowhere near the levels seen in, say, 2019 to 2021 for two reasons. This is a different Energy Plus competitive landscape now, and Monster will rationalize a lot of the Bang Energy flavors. Sticking with kind of the product topic, Monster also, as I expected, again, said it will cut almost all other product lines, including the world's first carbonated energy shot. That I think Monster will eventually reintroduce that innovation under its own branding. Even though, as my good buddy and BevNet founder John Craven noted, Monster Energy has tried and failed previously to break up the five-hour energy monopoly in the shots category. Additionally, Monster will be getting rid of Redline, which essentially was the MVP that gave Jack Oak the confidence to launch Bang Energy. And when I say Bang Energy, I mean the non-carbonated like 400 milligrams or something caffeine version that was in a similar Redline bottle that predates the Bang Energy that everybody knows today. One other thing to note here, especially for those sports nutrition industry professionals that do watch my content regularly, the lack of Redline availability within mostly the nutrition specialty channel will provide like a few million dollars in opportunity for those that can create a similar high caffeine, non-carbonated energy product. Adjacent to product, I want to kind of quickly mention packaging changes. Monster did note an intention to slightly adjust the Bang Energy packaging, but stated it would principally stay in a white 16-ounce can. Why does all of this matter? Well, there was some interesting chatter on the earnings call Q&A about can colors and how that relates to performance or wellness energy subcategories at Monster. Rain Total Body will continue to stay in the black 16-ounce can, but Monster Beverage also recently launched the Rain Storm in a slim 12-ounce white can. That latter decision was done so that the Rain Storm subline could directly compete against Celsius in what Monster considers wellness energy. But remember, Bang Energy will stay in white. So that means two things. Monster intends to clear the path for Rain Total Fuel to compete in performance energy alone, and it will reclassify Bang into wellness because I assume Rodney Sachs currently fears Celsius more than the likes of Ghost, which I think will end up biting him in the ass by 2025. But since I know Monster leadership sees these pieces of content, I fully expect these comments to create a change of heart around the long-term importance of winning the performance energy battle. Next, I want to kind of talk about how the Bang Energy acquisition impacts Monster operations and margins. As I noted in the past, part of the M&A attractiveness centered around the state-of-the-art Bang Energy production facility that's outside of Phoenix. This facility will help Monster supply a larger portion of its West Coast production needs, or about 15% of its total U.S. volumes. So that increased percentage of self-manufacturing will help drive down costs, but also the core Bang Energy product has about the same margin structure as Monster Ultra and then the Rain products which will help further improve margins overall. Monster is already a highly disciplined financial company that has more than 50% gross margin and about 22 to 23% net income margin. 
And then finally, we can't talk about Monster and Bang without some legal chatter, right? As you can imagine, Monster acquiring Bang clears up a lot in this area because of the asset purchase agreement granting IP rights and requiring all appeals against Monster to be dismissed. That being said, any legal claims against or kind of jury awards that are still pending against Jack Oak personally are still active. But I just want to end with some quick final thoughts. While Monster Beverage leadership hasn't fully laid out the strategic game plan for Bang Energy yet, we got confirmation on many of the most important elements. Now, only time will tell if the expected turnaround opportunities become reality. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 